Welcome to the Waking Up to Money podcast. So this podcast used to be called the Happy Pricing Podcast, but um, since we've restarted it, uh, myself and Ben, we thought, ah, oh, Waking Up to Money, uh, because of its double meaning. Uh, we record these uh, podcasts uh, at 10.15 a.m. UK time <laughs> every Wednesday. And uh, so you're waking up at that time, I think. Well, hopefully you've woken up already. But it's also about waking up to the idea of how you your relationship to money and your relationship, therefore, to pricing and how you can do that more powerfully. These podcasts are recorded live and a lot of the time with live guests asking their questions. And so I hope there'll be a resource for you trying to work out what it means to price more powerfully and confidently and to stop getting in your own way of making the money you want to make in your business. Enjoy. Live. Hello. hello, everyone. Hey, morning, Ben. Hello, hello. We're live. We're not dead. How are you waking, how are you waking up to money today? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually waking up to money in a quite complicated way today, uh, mainly caused by my children. But that's probably a story for another day. Oh, man. Children waking up and money. What? That, that's a whole soup of, of topics that we can dive into there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which probably warrants its own entire podcast series. <laughs> well, I, I thought what we could... Uh, a good place to start just to because we, we we call this the happy pricing webinar we call this happy there's the happy pricing course and we've talked about finding your happy price and there's a lot of bizarre messages here so i just wanted to say all right um we've got this message or this the the the, the name of this webinar now is called waking up to money um and i thought it'd be nice just to to just briefly touch on what that means to you and what means to me so that we can like have a story that people can understand why this thing is existing in its current format. So I don't know. What does waking up to money mean to you, Ben? What does it mean to me? Um, so I, I think uh, this was kind of prompted a little bit for me by the conversation we were having last week around sort of money stories and kind of sort of general sort of, you know, work and things kind of interested in around how we do our work kind of most most effectively. And for me, you know, how we relate to money is such an important part of how we kind of live our lives and also a really important part about how we do our work, how effective we are at doing our work. Uh, and for me, kind of waking up to money is, you know, as it says on the tin, the kind of opportunity that comes from bringing a bit more kind of intention, a bit more kind of awareness to our relationship, kind of really open up a huge kind of pool of opportunity. And particularly as it how then it, how then it relates to lots of the things that we sort of teach on the course. It just kind of felt like a really nice invitation and a really good opportunity to bring a bit more kind of awareness to the kind of relationship that we have with this thing called money in our work and life and Brilliant. beyond. Awesome. No, that's good. No, I, I had much more pretentious ideas around this title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was inspired by your Buddha in the boardroom um, mm -hmm. approach and this idea of like, for me, this idea of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. How can we be more enlightened with with work and 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 money? And I think of this idea of sleepwalking through our lives. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we just follow the paths that people have set. And so, there's something around waking up 
out of that kind of just slumber of just doing things for doing things sake or just because that's the way things are um and particularly around money which i found really fascinating and i'm finding more fascinating talking to you within the context of just running a business and a part of the whole thing about the happy startup school is how can you build a business that's more aligned with who you really are but then part of that is that who am i <laughs> what does that mean and so there's this real kind of thing if i know more about me i when we're talking about money stories know know more about all of these beliefs that we have around money and and value and pricing and and what what's real what it really is about then the more intentionally we can do the work that we need to do and the more purpose-driven we can be because we're not we're not just guided by invisible forces that we have no idea are controlling us. So, yeah, that's, that's my my lofty aim with Well, actually, with the no, name and actually they're very similar. Our, our perspectives are very similar. We just use different ways of saying the same thing. Yeah, and that, I think there's, that's where the alignment is on this. It's really, and that's why I've been inspired by you know, your take on this uh, and why it's really created my curiosity. And the the purpose of this this we- weekly webinar is, is not less um, kind of chalk and talk and trying to tell you the, the, the answers, but really personally is a curiosity to explore these ideas and to bounce them around with, between us and maybe inspire some questions or or feedback or thoughts from anyone who's listening either to the recorded version or if you're here live thank you very much i'd would be nice to just if you could just say hi in the chat if you are listening along um and uh just we say won't how you're feeling you. how we won't pick on you just say how are you how are you arriving how are you being present this morning even if you're saying i'm distracted because i'm doing the dishes or making the breakfast while i'm listening to you that'd be that that's fine um, but it, and, and saying maybe where you're based or where you're listening from, it's always nice to know that there are people um, who are, who are present with us. But the theme of this morning, uh, we were talking. Well, the title of this is how to stop feeling awkward when it comes to talking about price. Uh, and so, Ben, maybe you could kick off by just talking to, yeah, where where's this come from and how have you seen it manifest? Uh, in people that you've talked to or even your own experiences? Mm, yeah. So <clears throat> feeling awkward, which yeah, links to confidence a bit. Feeling awkward. And of course, this sort of in some some respects is a sort of segue from where we were or building on what we were talking about last week, um, money stories and the stories that we have around money. Uh, and, you know, that we feel awkward talking about money is partly a link to stories that we might have around money. Um, but then it's also kind of linked to lots of other sort of things which come up in how we sell and how we negotiate and how we run our businesses, which are really about, you know, how we are kind of feeling with other people. Um, and I think one of the things that, you know, I'm really kind of curious about and certainly kind of helped me uh, is the is the, the kind of opportunity that comes from sort of learning that that kind of we the seller we the provider is not the kind of important person in this conversation and of course it's difficult to uh, kind of uh, to kind of remember that because we come to all of these conversations with a lot of our own ideas and a lot of our own worries but actually you know the the only important person the only important party in any of the any any conversation like this is the person on the other side of the table the person who is buying your product or your service or whatever it may be 
And so not only is that kind of helpful in kind of in helping us feel less awkward uh, when we're talking about money, it's also really important. It's really important that we do actually keep in mind that the only important person is the person who's buying our product or service. Because the more that we keep that in mind, ultimately, the more useful we will be, the better the product or service that we will provide will be. And of course, the better the product or service that we provide is the more likely they will continue to use it and, and so on. So it kind of builds. So how useful we are, how focused we are on the person on the other side of the table makes us feel better, helps us feel less awkward, and ultimately means that we do, we do kind of better work. And a lot of what we're kind of interested in and practicing and playing with and teaching are the tools that we kind of can lend people so that they can have that that confidence, the confidence that comes from being able to really understand, really learn, actually, what is it that my client or my customer is buying? Uh, and we can all get sort of distracted by this, you know, maybe like, so my old business and experienced design business that somehow we, you know, and this happens in lots of different firms that somehow what the person is buying is design. But of course, they're not buying design. They're buying a whole range of different things. They might be buying, they're buying some kind of change to their own business. They want something to be different. Uh, and so design in our case was just an opportunity to, to help them get that change. But the more you kind of understand the thing that your customer or client is trying to buy, the more value, valuable you will be, like I said, but also just the more you can then sort of start to understand really what that is kind of worth to somebody. And what really goes to the kind of heart of what we're teaching and what we're talking about is the more we do understand this, the more we understand really what our client or customer is buying, the more time we take to understand that and explore that, which means actually talking about pricing much more slowly and holding that in the background as much as possible. The more that we kind of do that and then how we kind of present that information back to the client, the easier it is actually for our clients and customers to buy from us and more likely, and it actually increases the likelihood that they will buy those same products or services at a higher rate. So I think, yeah, just to kind of sort of wrap that up, this thing around feeling awkward is because, you know, we spend a lot of time worrying about our own worries. But actually, the more that we practice putting walking in our client and customer shoes and taking our lead from that will help us feel less awkward. And of course, has the added bonus of meaning ultimately we provide a better service to. Wow, so much there. Um, I, I wanted to actually bring into the Tim made a comment, which is interesting here. Um, so Tim's in Dublin. Thank you very much for, for sharing your, uh, your sharing something in the chat here. Um, believes this is a really important conversation. So he talks about a clarity and agreement on your own value proposition. So this is interesting. Uh, and looking here forward to hearing our thoughts. I'd be curious, Tim, if you're interested, uh, we'd love to hear a bit more about your context. So if you wanted to come up on the call, just say something in the chat and I can invite you and you can maybe say something a bit more about the work that you do. Um, and your, you know, some background around this idea of clarity and agreement, and how that's uh, how how that's manifesting in your life in your work. Brilliant, excellent. We got Tim's going to join us. All right, I am going to send you the an Going, yeah. This is this is a phone in. This is what it is. I was wondering what this thing is. It's a phone in. So Tim, I'm going to add you here right now. Um, you should be getting a invite to join us on screen. Thank you for accepting. And what we'll do is we're going to ask you a few questions to just get a bit more clear about your context. And hopefully that's going to be of use to others, people listening in right now. 
and we have Tim. Good morning, guys. Yay! Hey. Thank you How so you? much, Tim, for joining us. Very, very good, nervous. very There'll good. Be dogs or kids flying around behind me any moment, so apologies in advance. <laughs> no problem. For the um, benefit of people who are listening, uh, um, maybe could you give us a brief uh, context around uh, why this idea of clarity and agreement of your own value proposition uh, sprang to mind for you? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I found this always an awkward and challenging one. And um, I, I have my own business and I do consulting work with different types of clients from startups, small people who I know from my network, larger companies. And so it's kind of quite a complex mix. Um, and, and also when you're at that stage where you're starting to scale something up and grow a business, you know, you're keen to get work and do business. So finding that kind of place where it feels like there's, you know, kind of healthy relationship between you and an agreement. This is what you're going to deliver. It's valuable. So that's really important. And it's kind of like a, a, a mental trick. I think you have to get absolutely right because you've got to be very careful. I've struggled at times where. You know, particularly over the last year where I've accepted it, you know, I've taken, you know, uh, a reduction on a daily rate and I've not always felt great about that. So for me, um, it's really, really important that I'm confident that I'm delivering something valuable for them, that they see the value in that. So I find this whole thing just awkward. <laughs> Sometimes it goes very, very smoothly when I'm really clear in a good place and absolutely crystal clear in the way I'm communicating my value proposition. Other times, you know, you get into a bit of horse trading and I kind of make an agreement, don't always feel great about that. Hmm. Cool. Um, ben, any questions for Tim or do you have any feedback straight away? Um, well, firstly, thanks, Tim. Really appreciate you kind of coming on and uh, sharing that because I think, yeah, what you're sort of articulating we've all kind of wrestled with uh, in, yeah. you know, and actually we all continue to wrestle with. And I think one of the things around this, I think what's one of the things that's kind of interesting, like you say, in some, in, in some conversations, in some instances, it feels like it goes smoothly. And yeah. in other ones, it kind of, it feels, it feels like it, it kind of doesn't. And I guess it's just kind of worthwhile in the first instance, kind of just calling that out a little bit, because that's probably sort of, you know, normal and to be expected, isn't it? I'm yeah. kind of curious, Tim, how long have you been providing the services that you provide? A couple of years now. Um, mm -hmm. as, as, so, you know, I had a traditional career, started my own business up. I'm also involved in a startup and actually getting involved in um, happy startups, of course, trying to develop some ideas of my own. Um, so I've got quite a lot going on, actually, and I do some kind of mentoring coaching as well. So it's a whole range of things. And so I'm kind of building a portfolio and it makes sense for me to stack things and it makes sense for me to price differently for different types of clients but always and fundamentally that that i have to feel that that it's a fair exchange you know mm -hmm. um which which is ultimately about them you know and can i deliver for them but um yeah it's it's an awkward thing and it's also about confidence isn't it because it's about confidence to also walk away when it doesn't feel yeah. right which of course yeah. is is the thing which we all, we then, you know, we do it and then a little bit of us is a bit resentful. It's a bit like brr, the kind of grr voice on your sort of shoulder. It's a bit like, why the, why the fuck did I do that? Uh, and so I think it's that kind of confidence to, to be able to kind of walk away, which of course in the kind of current climate and over the last year and whatever feels like an extremely risky thing to do in some instances. And of course, there are, you know, there are times where we can't say no. 
But actually practicing the saying no on little things, I found a hugely helpful thing because, you know, practice on the little ones gives you the kind of confidence and the skill to practice on the bigger ones and saying no. I'm kind of curious in, in kind of how you negotiate because, you know, what you're saying about, you know, different clients, different projects, different types of things. And of course, all of those, um, you know, quite rightly coming with different sort of investment, different sort of price tag. Do you have a kind of similar sort of a consistent process that you use with your different kinds of projects, different kind of clients to kind of elicit the information? Yeah, I mean, look, I guess, I guess I do. Um, you know, I mean, there's some kind of discussion, discovery and clarification on needs and then proposal and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm going to be able to find my way where depending on the size of the business or type of organization, what see what feels right and appropriate in terms of pricing it, you know, and but, but of course, always, you know, the way I kind of charge my time at the moment is kind of normally on a daily rate and it'll take this mm -hmm. amount of days and that, you know, so <clears throat> always when you see that written down and you're communicating that with people, I think I find that awkward. I think other people find that awkward sometimes as well. Mm. Um, you know, because it's a different calculation for them to make as well. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh, sure. You said something earlier around, um, I want to make sure it feels fair. Yeah. I'm curious as to when it hasn't felt fair or when you feel like it isn't fair. What does that, what are those situations yeah. and what does that mean? Well, well, look, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where it's felt fundamentally unfair because I have walked away from some things and and i think it's fair enough at times to be, get involved in a bit of negotiation because that you know some people they just need and want to be able to do that and that's right that's fine as well um but but fundamentally you know it, you, i i think it's very important from an energy point of view you get to a point where you get absolute confidence that this is something that's right for me i'm going to get paid some money i can pay my bills I can learn, I can really contribute, um, and it's right for them. I'm going to deliver something of value to them that will help them move their business organization forward. So um, so the fairness is in, you know, both sides of that equation working out. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just that, that, that awkwardness, and it's about when you're starting up and when you need to start kind of, getting some momentum um and those early stages i probably feel more comfortable now a couple of years in um but i'm not <laughs> i'm not at confidence it's definitely still something where it's awkward mm. i had a, i had one recently where i kind of got a, a project and went really well really smooth really clear proposition what i was going to charge um and um you know had the discussion with them it was really really comfortable so that worked extremely well you Have you experimented? About... Oh, sorry. Go on, Carlos. I just wanted to just quickly into that. You mentioned something about it felt really, really clear. Yeah. What was the clarity there for you, or what was the clarity in that relationship? Just curious about that. Yeah, I mean, just utter clarity on the need, utter clarity on what I was going to do, and that I could create value for them. A good relationship with this client, really good. Done some work for them already. They trust me. Um, they know I'll deliver for them, you know, so you've, you've not got some of the uncertainty there that perhaps with a new client. Um, so that that worked. So we just went, it was, it went swimmingly, really smooth. Um, and now we're stepping into delivery. So that was great. Brilliant. OK, so Ben, continue. Yeah, I was just going to I mean, have you experimented at all with not 
at least how you not kind of spinning things around a day rate uh, and yeah. trying to kind of bundle things into at least how it's kind of presented to to the client more around the idea of kind of project uh, project fee project cost yeah more than no, more than a day rate no not yet and I, and I really want to kind of start looking at that actually because I think that's a really good way to do it because I think that's a comfortable position f for for the client as well because mm -hmm. they're they're buying into an output and you know a movement forward in their business so yeah i think it's a great a great idea of course you've got risks because when you step into things you know everything that can happen and um you know the challenge is sometimes to mobilize things within their organization where you don't have the, the authority sometimes but uh yeah it's a really good idea and that's something i'd really like to look at I've definitely experimented for working for nothing over the last couple of years. <laughs> and how did that go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> they love me. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's a, that's a really good idea, Ben. I think that, that's something I want to start to look at. And, and I think, I you know, you're right about managing the, the kind of risk in there. Well, just one thing I'd say, just so we, with, with the thing, it's rather, you know, it is also kind of managing it within your own risk too. So yeah. not just kind of opening up a a kind of impossible to know kind of sort of ocean of the unknowns of yes. saying it will be this and I'll just do that. And all yep. of these things will hope that they kind of pan out. You know, yep. again, this is kind of a useful way of kind of breaking it down to phases. There could be something this, you know, t you know, the exchange, the conversation, typically I work in this way, this sort of engagement costs X. Then, yeah. you know, so you're kind of opening up phases of work, which yeah, kind of correct. manage the risk from your side and yeah. also give, because I think the really important thing to remember is whenever anybody is buying anything, you know, you kind of allude to this, whenever, whenever anybody is buying anything, actually, that transaction is filled with risk. It's filled with uncertainty. Yeah. And it's very, you know, it's very, it's equally, it's, it's actually much more true for the person who's buying the thing that we're selling. And of actually, course. everybody wants that uncertainty, that ambiguity to go away, which is yeah. actually why people sort of default a little bit to the day rate thing, because it's just familiar and known. And all yeah. people want to do is they just want familiarity. They want something which feels a bit manageable. Uh, and actually, it's not serving you, the day rate thing, for all the reasons you're yeah. talking about. But equally, yeah. something then needs to replace it so that there is the security, there is the mm. comfort in the, mm. in the buying and the selling exchange. Mm. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna Is that helpful? It was, yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. Cool. No, you're thank welcome. You very much. Well, thank you for 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 stepping up and, and sharing yeah, that no story. Problem. I think it's it's no, no, it's much pleasure. more important that we talk to direct experiences rather than uh, just talking about basically abstract ideas. So, awesome. You take Thanks care, and thank you Cheers. very much as well for joining Not us on Twenty Twenty Vision. Really appreciate your My your pleasure. trust in us. No oh, you'll enjoy <laughs> that. I can, I can say that as a <laughs> Bye -bye. Awesome. Bye-bye. Uh, I just wanted to reflect, actually, on the whole trust thing. Um, one of the experiences we had as an agency, we had a long-term project um, building a platform for a client. And we got to this question about, basically, we were trying to get them to pay for the time that we're spending on. And it got really tense. And the thing that he, the client came up with is like, but this is a shared risk. And it's like, is it? <laughs> and it, it was that whole clarity about that relationship. It's like, on one hand, he wanted the clarity of spending, you know, us paying paying for our time. But then he was now framing it. It's like, well, where's the shared risk here? It's like, ah. 
And at the time, I I didn't know. I I had no idea how to deal with that. But it really felt like actually now thinking back, there was something there that needed to be tackled in that relationship to avoid a us feeling awkward of like, okay, yeah, you got to pay for ten days, but you still we're we're selling our time. We're not understanding from their perspective what is that time trying to buy them. And in the yeah. end, they were trying to get an they were trying to get an exit that was worth a couple of million. So we hadn't necessarily, we were thinking about how can we build a beautiful product. And I think at the time they were looking at how can I get to this stage where I can demonstrate something that's worth a couple of million in investment. Mm. And that could have changed the whole dynamic of the conversation rather than selling our time. Us, how do we accommodate that need, that outcome that they were trying to create? Because we could have probably even made more money. Rather than well, just... it's interesting because when you said that to me, my first thought, if, if a client's saying to you, but it's a shared risk, well, it's only a shared risk if there is also a shared reward. Exactly. And so if, they, if they're asking you to kind of carry that risk, it's like, yeah. okay, then what's the cost of carrying the risk? The yeah. car- that yeah. is, a, is a shared reward. And then it's an adult conversation for us to say, well, do we want to take that risk? Mm. Is, that, is, that our, our, is that part of our business? Mm-hmm. And then I think then it becomes a much more clear conversation. You want this, we offer this, but this is how we work. And rather than it got very emotional at some time, at some point. So that's that's the story that sprang to mind. Um, we have another question from Becky. I thought before we we finish off, and we we try to make these kind of nice, simple half hour conversations so that you get something. And ideally, if we get a story that we can put uh, sink our teeth into, that really helps anyone listening. Um, uh, and to make this as accessible as possible for anyone who's like exploring this idea of of, of pricing and money. Um, and so we have a question here from Becky. How would you suggest handling a long time client of five plus years who wants you to do some work that they have little budget for and you aren't convinced it makes business sense, <laughs> but they don't want to hear it? <laughs> mm. So, uh, yeah. Becky, uh, if you want to quickly jump on and, and just share a bit more detail about that, say something in the in the chat. Um, in the meantime, we can make some assumptions in terms of answering that question. Yeah. So, Ben, how would you? Oh, yes, she can do that. Brilliant. OK, let's get Becky on. Um, another phone in. Another phone in. Going from strength to strength. Come on, Becky. This is live jeopardy based conversation <laughs> can we actually help you <laughs> are we going to say any sense okay let's see if if becky can join us she's accepted and connecting okay this is an interesting one brilliant Hi. yay <laughs> another 2020 vision person yes. yeah um, becky for having me everyone um yeah I would say, actually, some of the conversation you were literally just having uh, answers a bit of my question. But also, I am almost feel a bit like the opposite to Tim. So new clients, I'm just kind of talking to them, understanding them, sending them back a different type, setting up a different type of relationship to begin with, I would say. And they're just going for it, even when I don't think they actually ever intended to. And, they, and it surprises me. Whereas this client... Um, I kind of helped build their business from the moment they started in the UK. Um, And 
they've been hit quite hard by COVID. So there's an impact there and there's quite a lot of stress. Um, but it feels like they are sort of grasping at things that don't make sense. And they want to do a name change for a restaurant, a, an area, a, part, a chain of restaurants that's part of it. And it honestly doesn't make sense. Um, and they have no budget to do it, but they keep saying, but we want it. Um, they're very specific about what they want. It's not very good design. <laughs> and I feel like I'm getting to a point now where this long-term client, that it was a bit of a baby uh, for me, um, really proud of the work I was doing with them. And now I'm getting to a point where is, is it bad to sort of start to cut ties when they stop valuing what you're bringing, I think. Mm. How do you handle that? Brilliant, Becky. Well, I think wow. you know the answer. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> well, no, I think you know, like you're saying that your your kind of value is in your expertise, isn't it? Um, and you have a clear point of view about what they're doing uh, and what's kind of right. And so your your intent, your motivation is rooted in care. You have a feeling yeah, yeah, that, and a belief and an expertise that says maybe this decision you were wanting to make is not a good decision. Uh, and actually, I think being, you know, what's, I get, well, a couple of things. One, I think everything that you're talking about with new clients and actually being surprised is totally right. Oftentimes, we don't do these things because we think that it's not going to pan out in the right way. We then kind of a, we then have an engagement. We talk to somebody in this way. We find that they do want to kind of engage with us. So, you know, great that you are doing that and practicing it. I think, you know, for you to continue to kind of grow and to continue to evolve confidence in your own expertise and trusting your own expertise is really important. Uh, and actually, so doing the things, making the decisions which actually are true to that is a really important thing. I, you know, I, I think your value to them in the same way as your value to you is to give them straight the point of view that you think is right for them. And if they really don't want to do that, I think it is right for you to say, I'm not going to be right for you because I don't believe that actually it's the right thing for you. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be giving my value because I just, I don't feel it. So if you want help, I could recommend other people can help you. You know, so you're, you are helping, it's positive, it's facilitating. But I think, you know, standing by that sort of feeling that you have, the expertise that you have, is your source of value. It's your source of value today. It's your source of value tomorrow. And so really not shirking that, I think, is certainly feels to me the important, the important thing. Yeah. Great. Thank you. It's always good just to have the validation, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks. That that really helps. Yeah, makes makes That's awesome. crystal clear sense. It sounds like, like Ben said. It sounds like you already knew the answer, um, and and it sounds like you're coming from a very good place, a place of integrity. And mm. and I would assume yeah, if you didn't, yeah, not, yeah. well, if you if you were coming from yeah, a place of like integrity, it. you would probably just try and squeeze some money out of them and just do something for them, even if it wasn't enough money, and wouldn't mm. care. But yeah. it sounds like you want to be able to say no with integrity. Mm -hmm. so help them help them find someone else if they're really insistent on it you know then your usefulness your value is help them find somebody else who will do it but having you know expressed your clear considered expert opinion perfect thank you
Cool. Well, great. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much Bye. for sharing. Thank you very much, you take care. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Awesome. It reminds me of a story of we had a long-term client. Um, they were they were trying to build Facebook for the rich. I think I talked to you about this, Ben. They were mm-hmm. called Family Beehive, similar acronym. Um, uh, and they were they really wanted to to do this other project or build something on top of it. Uh, and and they they wanted to go with someone else. And we're saying you don't don't do that. It's not it's not going to help your business. It's going to really defocus you. Uh, and they wanted us to do it for a lot less money than we were prepared to do. And so they went off and did it with someone else. And we told them, we're not, it's not, not the thing to do. Six months later, they came mm. back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, you know, it was a complete failure. We'll come back to you and we'll, we'll work with you and, and you tell us what to do. So mm-hmm. it was scary. It was losing us money at the time, but it, we knew it would be a world of pain and, and it wasn't aligned with what we wanted to do. Yeah. And there are so many examples of that saying no in the short term, which comes back to something else in the medium term. There are so yeah. many you know, examples of that. Um, so it does feel, it is, feels a bit risky in the, mid, in the short this term. Is, this is the important thing of what we're trying to do when we're talking about happy pricing and, and pricing courageously that I'm now slowly understanding and why it aligns more and more with what we're here at the Happy Startup School. It isn't about just trying to squeeze money out of people. It is about how could we step into our value, stand by it, um, and when I say you know, stepping into our values, understanding what the client values, but doing that with integrity and how that is a long game. It's not. Mm. We're not talking about short-term fixes to try and suddenly get more money for the set from the same client for the same work. It's like, how do we do this pricing with integrity so that we build strong relationships with people and build trust and really deliver value? And that's that mm. for me is exciting. Talking about this stuff. Yeah, there's um, a book called um, Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, and uh, she has I don't know hundreds of years of experience. Uh, around kind of charity fundraising and has thought a lot about our relationship to money and how it kind of sort of manifests in the world. And she tells a really, really sort of powerful story about exactly that idea where she basically turned down what was a $50,000 donation from a big, big company uh, to what was then a, a relatively new charity endeavor. So something that felt kind of hugely risky simply because there was not alignment uh, and you know it did you know so she kind of said no because there was no it wasn't there was no alignment there was no connection and so whatever you know felt hugely kind of risky in sort of saying no you know inevitably as kind of because it's a good story but it's also true the CEO who'd made the contribution was so kind of bewildered by the fact that somebody had returned the check you know this is sort of 1980s America that all of the prevailing social ideas are money at any cost essentially certainly the world that he had come from uh, and actually that moment became a real kind of seed for this guy and he then made a much much bigger donation when he'd retired because it was then making it from a place of integrity so you know i think there is real there's real power in that awesome so to to close off maybe i don't know if you if you want to summarize a bit of what we talked about this morning and and how it um if it does link to this idea of feeling awkward when we talk about price. Mm. Yeah, good. Summary <laughs> summary of what we spoke about this <laughs> On <morning>. the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess 
the thing around feeling feeling awkward um, in sort of simple sense, what's happening when we're feeling awkward is we're sort of stuck in our own thought loops a little bit. We're not really thinking about our client. We're not really thinking about what they're trying to do or what they're trying to achieve or the kind of worries that they have a little bit. Uh, and so the more that you can practice getting out of your own way and walking in your customer and your client's shoes, the 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 the, the kind of less awkward you will feel. That's not to say that the awkward goes away, but actually with practice, you can make the awkward voice quieter uh, and the confidence voice louder. And that for me is really about the extent to which you are really understanding everything that's going on in your client and customer's world. The more you do that, the quieter the awkward voice will get uh, and then practicing towards that. So I don't know if that's a summary of what we spoke about, but that's definitely what was in my mind. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. I think it is. And it, for me, when it, it relates to uh, Tim and to Becky, there's, there's really about something about integrity. So standing mm. with integrity, standing in, in your beliefs about what's right and wrong and, and believe and trusting in your, un, your understanding of where this customer is getting value. And whether there's real value there, and whether you can provide value, uh, and and then you can see if there's no value there. Like with Becky, she sees that there's no value there. She's not going to get paid the money she mm. deserves. And so, you, then I think one of the things we talk, you talk about in the on the course and in the manifesto, is how do you say no? Saying mm. no with with integrity and and with compassion in a sense, uh, mm. not as a a kind of a reaction. Uh, so. If uh, any of that was useful or interesting, we're going to be doing this every Wednesday at this time. Again, trying to make it about half an hour long, ideally working with people who have questions, because I think that's where we get the richest conversations. Uh, but we'll also have themes around each topic. If you're more curious about the stuff that we're talking here or you want to take it further, we have the happy pricing course that we're looking to launch a second cohort in the end of uh, next month. Um click the register for the course button if you're interested and you'll basically be added to the mailing list and we'll let you know once we sort of open enrollment for the course. If you go to that site as well, you'll be able to see all the other bits of content around the Happy Festo, oh, Happy Festo, Happy Money Manifesto that you can um, uh, sort of get a summary of some of the thoughts and ideas that we talk about here uh, on the webinars. Um, and yeah, again, signing up to the mailing list there you'll get alerted to um, all of the webinars that we're running uh, and also we'll send you an email with a link to the recording so that you can then listen to all the other conversations that we've had here. Awesome. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tim, Becky. Uh, thank you, Elspeth, for your kind comments and thank you, everybody, for joining. Yeah, and uh, have a great rest of the day. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Waking Up to Money podcast. We hope you found it useful. If you're new to this podcast and this idea of waking up to money, then you may be interested in our Happy Pricing Manifesto and course. Go to our website at happypricing.co where you can download the manifesto and also get a copy of our Happy Pricing Canvas. The manifesto is our declaration of what we believe is important for pricing well and pricing happy. The Canvas is a tool to help you make sense of the prices you currently set and what you can do to price more methodically and confidently. Twice a year we also run our Happy Pricing course 
where you'll get the chance to learn more deeply the ideas we share on the podcast with the guidance and support of Ben and the cohort of like-minded peers who'll be doing the course with you. Please register to the course if you'd like to get alerted of when we're running it next. Go to the website, again, happypricing.co forward slash course. Also, please remember to follow us on Spotify and to share this episode and links to the podcast with any friends you think would find it useful. If you'd like to ask your questions live on our Waking Up To Money show, then register to our Crowdcast channel by going to ahappy.link forward slash waking up to money. See you soon.